0: has reigned, and we've been praying for this service. I've been longing to teach this series for a few years, and the Lord's just been uh, working with me on it, and working with our body, and uh, felt like it was time to try to do a four-week teaching on the Holy Spirit. I tell you what, you know that you're being heard. I was in a restaurant this week, and a young waitress was here last weekend, and she shouted it out in the restaurant. It was kind of a little embarrassing, but it was very spiritual, and uh, she says, I saw that video on the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to plan to be there. I can't wait to learn about him. And I went, hey, it's pretty good. You know, everybody's looking at us, you know. I like, yeah, it's pretty good, you know. So this week when you go to a restaurant, say, you're not going to believe what our pastor's ministering on, okay? And say, what? Just come, come. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit, I have read and studied and prayed and been filled and walked and continued to be amazed and wondered. I grew up in a, when in a, a little, it was a big Baptist church when I was a kid. Didn't become a Christ follower until I was 19. And I'll remember about the Holy Spirit in my early years in exposure to the church was this. We would sing the doxology. Anybody remember the doxology? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost used to get me. I didn't know what was going on. I was looking for Casper. I was looking for somebody to come down the aisle. I just didn't understand. And nobody ever really ex- Well, they didn't really. Nobody explained it to me, period. And as I became a believer, I began to know and learn and recognize that I had the Holy Spirit and how I'd be filled and how I could be controlled by Him. And I learned that He was the triune part of God. And a lot of denominations, they'll major on the Father and the Son and the Holy Scriptures. And that's good. But we're going to major here at Christ Community on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because He's a triune God. And that means three in one. Now, let me tell you, don't come up to me today and say, Pastor, I want to give you my best illustration. I've read them all. They're confusing. Jesus and the Father and the Son are like a tree, and there's branches, and I go, I know, I understand. Let me tell you the one I've read this week. Well, it's like, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I'm a son. And that's who the Holy Spirit is. And everybody goes, huh? What are you talking about? And we try our best to put... The supernatural in human terms and if that helps you then you go ahead i'm not trying to make fun of that but it's hard to really break it down all i know is i'm going to try to minister to you out of god's word who the holy spirit is and there is a lot of scripture today so turn to the back of your worship guide and get ready get your writing instruments and for four weeks i'm going to minister the holy spirit i pray i minister out of the holy spirit every time that i come in this room but we want to learn about who He is in our lives and what He has for us. And let's not be scared of Him. He's not to be scared of. He's to be uh, received and to be empowered and, and to just enjoy all that He is in our lives. Now this morning, if you'll open your, uh, well, you're not open, just open your Bible over to the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, and the verses 13 through 16. These are the verses I want to look at. Let me read these to you. Can we do that to set up our time? For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit put to death the misdeeds of your body, you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the Spirit of sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's own children. Now, we're going to look at a lot of verses today. So you just need to get your Bible open and begin to mark in there and circle and go back and reflect. And a lot of you keep these notes, and that's good. And a lot of you leave them in the chairs, and we pick them up and throw them in the garbage. But uh, a lot of you take it seriously. And this is one of those teachings you want to refer back to, I really believe. Now, this first grid, I want to say some things that the Holy Spirit is. So I want you to get ready. Go ahead and start getting ready to write. He is God as much as the Son. Now, a lot of times people say, well, you know, there's a Father, and He's full of glory, and He's Creator, and there's a Son, and He's Redeemer and Savior, and He is, and He came to save us from our sins, and He did. But we somehow just leave the Holy Spirit where well, a, He's a presence, or he's, he's over there. A lot of times we hear Him referred to as it. Let me tell you, He is not it, and the church said. He's a person. But walk through this with me. He is God here and now abiding forevermore. He dwells in this room. He dwells in the hearts of those that have trusted Christ as Savior and Lord. And He's here. I'm so glad the Holy Spirit's here. How about you? And even the pagan world is glad the Holy Spirit's on the world because if God withdrew His Spirit from the world, you think there's chaos now? Oh my goodness, there would be so much wrong and sin and hurt and pain and death and vile things. So the Holy Spirit does try to bring balance. I mean, it's not that he tries. He can do anything he wants to, but God's unleashed him. The third thing is, he is the source of all truth because he is God. So he leads us in all manner of truth. The fourth thing is, he is the spirit of the Father. That's important. He's the spirit of the Father. And secondly, he is the spirit of the Son, of the Lord Jesus. So we're talking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now I want to just... uh, Get over here for a moment. I want you to hear this. A lot of people ask me this. Who do I pray to? This is confusing. Well, that's a great question. And I believe we pray to the Father, and I believe we talk to Jesus, and I believe we pray to the Holy Spirit. How about you? And the Holy Spirit is God. He is a person, and He comes, and He wants to lead us, and we'll see all the things that he do, or a lot of things that He does today. But we direct our prayers toward the Godhead, toward the Trinity, Like when we say, Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, direct me, we're talking to Him. But you see, if you have a theology that you're scared of Him and you never embrace Him, you're missing out on what a lot of the role the Holy Spirit is. And let me give you the last one He is personal. He's for me, He's for you. He's not some far off presence that we are afraid to come close to, but we draw near. Now, let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit begins to move in a corporate body, there's power. There is joy, there is forgiveness, there is healing, there is reconciliation, there is restoration. I mean, when the Spirit moves, everybody in the house knows it. You don't have to tell them. You don't go, the Spirit showed up this morning. Now, let me tell you something. The Spirit already showed up. The Spirit was here before I got here. And when I walked in the room, the Spirit was here. And when I walked in, the worship team was on campus. The Spirit was already here. You know how I know that? Because He dwells in the hearts of His kids. So a lot of times, and I understand what we're saying, Holy Spirit, come, and we do. rain on us. I agree. I want Him in new capacity. I want Him in new intensity. But let me just go ahead and tell you. I want you to write this down, because some of you have a hard time with this. The Holy Spirit's already here. We don't have to go, well, I wonder if the Holy Spirit will make a, an appearance this Sunday morning. I think He did on Sunday, but last Sunday, because it was Easter, but I don't know. Oh, let me tell you, where God's children gather, the Holy Spirit comes, and He dwells. Now, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Let me be quick about that. The Bible says many have grieved. They've cast him aside. They've not invited him to be unleashed in in their lives and in the house. And we'll talk about that. Y'all, this is such an extent teaching. I hope you'll get the CDs and play them over and over and listen and share it with a friend. And I hope you'll come. But he's personal and he's God. Now, look at John. Just turn over to John. I'm turning you past Romans. Go over to John, the seventh chapter. Will you turn there with me? And over in verse 38, John 7.38, I want you to see these words of Scripture. John 7.38. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Don't you love that? The Holy Spirit flows and fills and empowers and he wells up in the children of God. Now, a lot of times we don't walk in that fullness, and we'll talk about that later in a couple of weeks as so I really try to jump into that. But God has provided all that we need in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here. He is our teacher. He's our advocate. He's our comforter. And, and we just need to, to embrace Him. Now, I want you to look at this thing. I want you to fill this in. It's kind of a message truth, but I didn't write message truth. Look at the, the blanks with me. Perhaps the most common mistake regarding the Spirit is perceiving Him as a power and not as a person. He is the person. He is the person of God, as the Son and the Father is. So don't confuse after today. Don't, don't call Him it anymore. Move on with me. A force with no identity, such is not true. The Holy Spirit is a person. I'm just trying to, do, to hammer this. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person. And He has a personality. And I'm going to try to walk you through that. Because the Holy Spirit is to be received, to be embraced, to not be afraid of. And a lot of churches just don't really talk much about the Holy Spirit because maybe they don't understand or they're concerned or whatever. But we're going to try to give it our best stab and we're going to try to walk through this together as a faith family. Now, let me tell you one thing is God the Father, the Holy Spirit, the Son, the Holy Spirit pours out is an instrumentality of God and He pours out on the people of God. And I want you to remember this. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people and God would send His Spirit and He would withdraw His Spirit you understand that the holy spirit did not seal did not mark did not dwell permanently in the old testament so he came upon a people and god withdrew the holy spirit let me tell you one case his name was saul a mighty king and he got so wrapped up in himself in jealousy and sin and god withdrew the holy spirit from him another guy he was a real strong guy what was his name Samson, The Holy Spirit was all on that man. He did supernatural feats. And God withdrew. And I'm going to say this probably this week and probably the third week and maybe the last week, but I want you to hear this. The Holy Spirit does not leave a believer. When He comes and He guarantees and He marks you as a child of God, He comes in. But listen, it doesn't mean you walk in the fullness of Him. It doesn't mean you're controlled by Him. You can grieve Him severely, it's like when you grieve somebody, you kind of push them away, and that's what we do through the Holy Spirit. But I just feel like I want to get that truth out because maybe you're going, okay, I'm getting a little revelation, I already knew that. Keep walking. Let me give you some things he is. Here's his distinct personality. He is a God of knowledge. The Holy Spirit gives knowledge. And listen to what 1 Corinthians 2.11 says. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit has knowledge and He gives us knowledge as we ask Him and I'm grateful for that. And maybe the second thing is He has a will. And that same verse applies there. He has a will that He works and His will to glorify the Father. You see, the Holy Spirit points us to who? To Jesus. Jesus points to who? And they complement, they enrich, they bless one another. And some of you might say, well, is the Father jealous of the Holy Spirit? Certainly not. Is the son jealous of the Holy Spirit? No, because what did Jesus say? I am going to go, and if I go, I will send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, to be with you. They're not jealous. They work. They they honor. They bless one another. It's the Godhead. It's, just, it, it's exciting. Let me give you the third one. They have a mind. The Holy Spirit has a mind. It's a distinct person of the Holy Spirit. If you know anything about false religions and cults and Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and on and on and on, Here's one of the major fallacies of their faith. They reject the person of the Holy Spirit. And here at Christ Communion, we believe we worship a triune God. What does tri mean? And who is a triune God? Father? Son? Okay, I don't think we get it. Okay, let me stop. We serve a triune God. Who is he? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, just w- just want to make sure. Somebody said Jehovah. That's right. You, you, you can say Jehovah, but you're confusing everybody in the house. Okay, so, so they'll want me to study next week about who Jehovah is. Okay, so, okay, but, but I understand who he is. So we have the capacity to know. And here we are this morning, and the Holy Spirit is here. And I've been praying all week as I pray all the time. Holy Spirit, quicken my mind. Transform my mind holy spirit lead me in what to preach show me how to teach holy spirit make me an agent of change make me an agent of your love and i pray that for you and you minister in the spirit so the holy spirit is not an impersonal force he's not just a power he's a person now i'm gonna give you three big words i know you're gonna go keith why are you doing this but when you study the holy spirit you just need to know these things and they're good i remember learning these words 26 years ago and uh and when I asked them, I said, man, why didn't you just tell me what it was? And they wanted to impress me with their theology. But it, it is good. And sometimes if you read theology, we will see these words. So I want you to write down these attributes of the Holy Spirit. He is omnipresent. Omnipresent. Now, omnipresent is a big word. It's like a 50-cent word, okay? And if you go somewhere today and you say, God is omnipresent, some people will know. Is that what you're talking about? And some people look at you like, man, what are you talking about? It means this. God is everywhere. All the time. God is everywhere. Let me give you the second one he is. He is omniscient. Don't ask me how to spell these, okay? And so him being omniscient means God is all-knowing. Isn't it awesome that we serve a God that he knows every detail of our life and he doesn't have to stop and think about it? When somebody asks you a question you don't know, what do you do? You go look it up. You fake it. You blow smoke. You walk away. You just don't know. Let me tell you what I did for years as a minister. I thought I had a pretty good mind because the Bible said I had the mind of Christ and I was following Christ. And a lot of times students and adults would ask me questions. And I can't stand to be positioned where I don't feel like I should know. And it's not—it's bad. You think it's bad now. You all have seen me about 15 years ago. And people would ask me questions. And a lot of times I knew the answers and sometimes I didn't. And I would kind of, have you ever asked anybody a question and they hedged on it? Here's what they're telling you. I don't really know, but I don't want you to know that I don't know. So I'm going to act like I know what I'm doing. I, I got free one year. Here's what I learned: When I don't know something, here's what you need to go. I don't have a clue. I don't know. I'm gonna get with the Father. I'm gonna study. I'm gonna seek some counsel from friends, and I'll get back with you. And that's a good answer. But God doesn't do that. He didn't have to go to the Son or go to the Holy Spirit. Man, the Trinity. He knows everything. I love this. And here's the third one: He's omnipotent. And when He means He's omnipotent, it means just God is all powerful. He is the power source. He is the power source of the resurrection that we celebrated last Sunday and every day that we wake up. So God, thank you for your character. Now, I want to move through this. with you, And let me tell you the last thing that he is. The Holy Spirit has affections. He's affectionate towards you and I today. He loves you and he woos you and he draws you. Listen to Romans fifteen thirty. I urge you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me and by my struggle by praying to God for me. The Holy Spirit, let me tell you how affectionate he is. If you're not in Christ this morning, He is wooing. And you're saying, what does wooing mean? Wooing means you're pursuing, you're drawing. He is drawing you to repentance. Do you remember when you first were being drawn by God and you recognized it? Do I have a witness? And wasn't it awesome when you responded and you finally got rid of your pride and you said, God, I need you. I remember it so clear. But until then, the Holy Spirit pursued me and I did this number on Him. No, no. And I was resistant. And he was a gentleman. He didn't force himself on me. And when I finally surrendered to that, he would come. He would invade and he would dwell. So here he is, the Holy Spirit. So he has affections. Now, the reason I'm doing this series is because I want us to walk in the fullness of God. I don't want us to be ignorant about the Scriptures or the Holy Spirit. I want to give you 20 things that the Holy Spirit does, okay? So get ready. We're fixing to write. There's 20, there's probably 50 things He does, but I've come up with 20 right here, so I want you to get ready to write. Number one, He convicts. He is the great convictor. It is not my job, it is not your job, but the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and unrighteousness. And when we miss the mark, that's called sin, He reveals it. Listen to John 16, 8-12. When He comes, He will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. And I could go off of this verse, and I'm not today, but I just want you to know, when you and I mess up, the Holy Spirit... Has the Holy Spirit ever hammered anybody in this room? Raise your hand. How'd it feel? It felt good, didn't it? No! I mean, the Holy Spirit. Boom! 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 You got it now? And you're saying, I'm miserable. Let me tell you what I did the other day. I prayed with somebody on the phone. And when somebody gets so calloused and stubborn, I result to extreme prayer and if I'm ever in the room with you and I go God let them have it don't hold back bring them down God you're going you pray those kind of prayers I sure do because after a while I'm just impatient and I know you're going. Well, we ain't praying that for you. Thank you. But, but you just you just begin to say, Holy Spirit, convict. Because I, God, if I have to convict, I got to get a bigger stick out next week to convince you that I'm right. But the Holy Spirit sometimes He's gentle and He nudges. Don't you love the gentle nudges of the Spirit? How about them hard nudges where He slams you? It ain't very fun. But sometimes we get so out of control. The Holy Spirit's just trying to say. I, I, want, I want to show you. I want to break you. He convicts the lost. Let me give you a, a verse here. John sixteen eight. When He has come, He will convict the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment, as we were talking about. He just comes. And he comes in power. And He convicts. And, and here's a couple things conviction does. Write it down. It causes us to recognize our sin. We see our sin for what it is that nails Jesus to the cross. So the Holy Spirit says, you're sinful. And boy, I could confess my sin of where I've missed the mark and I'm sure I'm going to miss the mark sometime today, and man, I'm not proud of that. And the Holy Spirit, if I will listen to Him, and if you'll listen to Him, He'll tell you where you miss it. And the second thing is, He calls us not to just recognize our sin, He calls us to repentance. That's the beautiful work of the Holy Spirit. He calls us to repentance, to turn our hearts to Him. Um, Let me tell you what happened last week. Last Sunday morning, 12 folks, 12 people recognize their sin under the power of the Holy Spirit, they turn their heart from sin to Christ and receive Christ in their life. Isn't that awesome? God did that. And what's so great about it is God knows their hearts. He marks them. Now they have a responsibility to follow Him in baptism and to grow and to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. But the great thing is, God, I've never changed a life. and never have you. But God just says, I want to change. Here's the second thing the Holy Spirit does. I love this one. He illuminates he enlightens he gives light he he shows us and john 16 12 through 15 is a passage there and i'm not reading all these because we'd be here about 130 and some of you like preach it on preacher but i'm not going to do that but i've given you all these so the holy spirit when i sit down to prepare a message that's what i'm doing god i don't have a grip on this would you grip my heart would you grip my mind? Holy Spirit, would you illuminate my mind and heart? Enlighten me, God. I don't understand. How am I going to stand up and talk about something I don't know anything about? So God begins to teach me. He takes me to different scriptures. He takes me to resources. He does a variety of things. But don't you love when God eliminates or, or not eliminates, when he illuminates for you? Yeah, he might eliminate you if you ain't listening to him. That was a pun, but it sounded pretty good, didn't it? Okay. The, The pastor was preaching Sunday morning. He prayed the prayer of illumination, and we were gone. Okay. (laughs) Illumination. Whoo, glory. Okay, here we go. Now, I know when I study the Word, I need insight. How about you? But let me tell you, illumination's not for the preacher only. It's for every person that's been born again. When you read, the Bible says we have the Holy Spirit, and He's the teacher. We'll talk about that in a minute. And He teaches us all things then we have preachers and teachers and they help us grow in christ with the holy spirit i've said this many times the great teacher is the holy spirit third thing quickly he guides and he leads he leads us through the path and john 16 talks about that and i just want you to write out a question out there do i need direction now i'm not asking do i need direction i know i do <laughs> and the church says amen do you need direction Ask him, Holy Spirit, I'm not afraid of you now. I'm, you're not it. You're now God. Well, not that he became God this morning, but he was already God. But I recognize you as God, so Holy Spirit, direct me. Holy Spirit, lead me. And guess what the Holy Spirit will do? He would love to do that because it's the ministry. He guides, he leads. Romans 8, 14 says, Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. The women, that means daughters too, okay? So don't get upset and go, he only talks to men. No, no, he doesn't. He loves his daughters of joy. God calls you all daughters of the most high. I love that term. How about you men? I love our wives and our daughters and our sisters being just daughters of the king. Here's the fourth thing is, he's a helper. Now, I love this. John says, I tell you the truth, it is good, for, it is good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send them to you. So what does God promise? I'm going to send you a helper. And let me tell you, this room needs help. This room needs help. I mean, we need it big time. We need spiritual 911. We need spiritual assistance. And God's there. It's like if you were a baseball player and you couldn't hit the ball, what would you do? You'd do two things. You'd quit and go home and cry to mama. Or you'd get a hitting coach or you'd say, show me how to hit. Well, how about in our spiritual life? We need help. We need guidance in the practical matters of living. We go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, help me. You're active in your world. You're active in our church. Lord, I want you... Let me get you to write this thought. The Holy Spirit's the number one helper. I love the helper of the Holy Spirit. So He's a friend. And He's God. And I was just, as I was studying this week, I've just been asking, how much have you been asking for help lately? I've been asking the Lord for help in a lot of areas and sometimes He's been giving it. Sometimes He's been a little slow to withhold it and But but it'll come. And we just ask for the help. Here's the fifth thing He's a teacher. He teaches. The Holy Spirit teaches. And there's a whole long passage there in 1 John. And it says, As for you, the anointing you receive from Him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. The anointing of God is in the believer through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit reminds us, and He teaches us, and He leads us. And the anointing is a defense against error. Now, I'm not telling you that you don't know, but I just want you to remember this. The next time a false faith, a false religion shows up at your door, knocking on the door, or other people tell you things, you have the Holy Spirit in you as a child of God, and He will lead you in manner of truth, and He will teach you the truth of God. Amen? And when you know God's Word, you don't fall for error. That's why we want you to be students of the Word through ABF and through small groups and... Our home teams here at Christ Community because they help you to dig and ask questions. John 14, 26, listen. But the counselor of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you, being Jesus. So the Holy Spirit says, I just want to teach. I love when I'm walking through a situation and the Holy Spirit brings a scripture to mind and it's the answer that I need. Has it ever happened to anybody? Yeah, like all the time, I hope. If you're a Christ follower... That's his ministry, and he loves to do that. So the Holy Spirit reveals, he instructs, he's a teacher. And some of you right now, I know you're hung up, you're going, I don't like teachers. You know, I went to school, I was a poor student, I know, so you need a divine teacher, he's the Holy Spirit. And some of you are teachers, and you love to teach, and some of you are burned out on teaching possibly, but the bottom line is, there is one ultimate teacher, and he's not of this world, he's of heaven. He's the Holy Spirit. So when the, the, in this day and age we live, the Bible gets twisted, we need the Holy Spirit to straighten it out. See, I read a lot of people. We're a community church, so we're a little broader. We major on the shed blood, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. And we allow some other things because we don't want to break fellowship over it except the main thing. And so, but I'm, I'm reading from a wide circle of theological spectrums. And it's amazing how this person agrees here and that person agrees there and they disagree. But the bottom line is we go back to the source and we say, Holy Spirit, now you teach. I've immersed myself in Your Word, and Lord, I want You to teach me what You're saying about this. So, He comforts. Um, Did I say that yet, Six? Did did I say He's a comforter? Okay. He comforts. Let me tell you the best ministry of the Holy Spirit that I've seen. Erica, I saw you walk in and go, you just hold your hand up. I'm sorry. I'm so glad you're here. This is Jason's oldest daughter. Erica came in during our worship time, and we, we bless you this morning, sister and today's the the first time I've seen her because she had to come in from Orlando but um, I was thinking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit over the last several days he's been ministering through the body I wish you could have seen your elders and I wish you could have seen Steve and Lisa Bronstein in action the Holy Spirit was flowing through them bringing comfort to the Ogreby family the Holy Spirit grieves when we grieve he cries and he understands and he helps and he wants to be there so uh, this morning you're rejected you're abused, you hurt, you've got a problem You need the comfort of God. You just need the Holy Spirit to come. It's an awesome thing. Seven, He helps us in our weakness. And I tell you, I get weak a lot. And when I'm weak, the Bible says He is strong. And when I'm strong, it says He is weak because I I just miss Him. Let me tell you what happens for me before I come out here on a Sunday morning. I used to laugh about it, but I knew their heart, and they prayed all the time, and they're so biblically correct. But it's the most humbling thing. You know i've gone to school a few years and got just a little bit of education okay that's all i've got okay and and i study and i pray and i walk in a room with wonderful prayer warriors and they love jesus and and somebody prays this invariably every week since i got here god empty our pastor and fill him with you now that's a good prayer and god just rearrange everything he's been thinking about this week and prayers like that you know you're like oh man god you know i've been really working at this you know And what they really are saying is, God, we love our pastor, and he's an instrument of righteousness. But God correct his thinking, Lord, help him have the mind of Christ and help him deliver your word to us today in a way that we can understand it. It's a powerful thing. But it's a little little humbling when you walk in. How about if you walked into a class and take a test and everybody says, God, empty them of all that they know (laughs) and fill them with you. Some of you did that, and that's why you took a class more than once, okay? And you see, I have an exam every Sunday morning. It's called preaching. Did you know that? You see, I leave here, and sometimes I feel like I make an A. Don't tell me any other grades, okay? And sometimes I don't, but I give it my best. And the thing is, by the time I get lunch down, the thought occurs to me. You have finished the exam. It is time to take another one, and I start climbing the hill again. It is so short-lived But here's what I know. I'm so weak. And He's so great. And you and I need Him. And we don't need me. But we need more of Him. So Holy Spirit, I ask you in this series specifically to release yourself in this room to be a great teacher. And I ask you this morning, if you're resisting the Holy Spirit, don't resist Him any longer. I'm I'm going to walk you through this. I hope you don't miss a class a class. We're in worship. I hope you don't miss a service. It, it's going to be great, I think. Number eight, He assures. The Holy Spirit assures. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. This Spirit, the Holy Spirit, He produces confidence. That's what the Holy Spirit longs to do this morning. He just wants to bring confidence to your soul and to your heart and to your mind. And He, he, he lets you know, you're under new jurisdiction. You're under my territory. You're under my assignment. You're a citizen of heaven. And I mark you, the Holy Spirit says. And He says that I want to assure you that you are God's and there is security in me, so be assured that I dwell in you by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that ministry. Nine. Chris said this earlier today the Holy Spirit intercedes. You know, have you ever been in a situation lately where you just didn't know what to pray? Happens to me a lot. And I begin to ask the Holy Spirit to intercede and make groans and expressions and to help me in my weakness and to teach me what to pray for and how to pray. And sometimes just in the Spirit, it's just a matter of prayer. Sometimes it's with words. Sometimes it's it's not. And, and, And I watch other people sometimes when you just don't know what to pray, thank God for the Holy Spirit. He just intercedes and He makes expression for us. And this morning, I'm just asking you, the Spirit wants to show us how to pray for each other during body life when we have body life in this room a lot of times you don't know how to pray but i've had more people come to me in the last almost nine years and they'll go did you know that sister that guy i don't know who he was he prayed for me she prayed for me and they prayed exactly what i needed and i just laugh and i go isn't god awesome you know how they did that they got esp no they don't they've got the Holy Spirit and he showed them that they were hurting they were broken he gave them something to pray for you isn't that awesome how many of you get excited when somebody prays for you and they confirm something that you've been looking for can I tell y'all what happened to body life a few weeks ago it was down in this section and there was a woman that came in and she was broken and she was hurting and she needed a job and somebody came out and put his hand on her and him and his wife and they prayed for her and they gave her a job the next week that's pretty cool church how about that I like church when people pray and they get an immediate answer. I mean, if we could do that every time, our church would be 20,000 people. Just go out to Christ's community, they pray for you. And man, it just happens. You can't put God in a box. But I do like when God does that. And this woman, she's been just jumping up and down shouting glory for a while, man. She's like, man, did you know? I go, hey, my God's awesome. He knew you had a need. And he decided to meet it today. I like when God meets needs today. And the church said... But sometimes they don't meet it today, okay? Ten, the Holy Spirit gives joy. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to refresh us with joy. The Bible says, I I love this verse, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost or in the Holy Spirit. He's joy. This morning, if you don't have joy, maybe you don't have a lot of the Spirit. Maybe the Spirit doesn't have a lot of you. If you're in Christ, you have the Spirit, but He probably didn't have control of you. And this morning, if you don't have joy, go to the person of the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to believe your word, and I'm asking you to release joy in my life, unspeakable. That I can honor Christ and exalt the Father in whatever I do. You know, we just need joy. I've been needing joy lately with all this leaking building around here. I know you're going. What? Let me tell you. It's just a pain. You know. I wish you could be up here. We always, we're all running around and we're looking at the building and we get down on our knees and our pants are wet and we're looking indoors and we're looking at ceilings, going hallelujah. And you know, but just a few years ago, I was praying to God. God, give us a building, Father. Please give us a building. And He did. Watch out what you pray for. No, I am excited. I wanted us to have a campus, and it's awesome, but that's just part of the part of it. And you're like, but you know what? Either that ceiling, although it's, I think somebody moved that one, but over here, either you can get joy in God or you can't. I'm not going to let a stupid ceiling, ceiling tile take my joy. How about you? Are you going to let somebody take in your parking space when you go to a restaurant take your joy? Yes. I can't believe that. Look, first of all, take your stickers off your car if you have a bad attitude. Okay. That's what you want is, I'll go to Christ Community Church. The house of anger. Okay, all right. All right. The Holy Spirit, he gives joy. Uh, Thank you, Lord. 11, the Holy Spirit directs. Now, we need direction, and he likes to direct. And I'm just, a a question here. Uh, I I read this. I thought it was cute. It says, don't follow me. I'm lost too. (laughs) Now, I hope that's not said by the faith family of Christ Community. Don't follow me. I don't know where I'm going. I'm clueless. Now, us men, we know that we have an inherent gene that we wouldn't ask for directions if we were lost. would we, men? No. I'm gonna find it. That house looks familiar. We've been by that. You know, we've been down that road. You know, you know, and and we're just we're just stupid, man. Okay, we need help. Okay, let's let's just. Oh man, I'm probably gonna live to eat that one, man. Yeah. Hey, let's edit that out of the CD. I don't want to hear that again. Okay, all right. So Paul, the Bible says, was compelled to go to Jerusalem. He was directed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit directs you and I to do a lot of things. 12, He warns us. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that a prison and hardships are facing me. The Apostle Paul speaking. The Holy Spirit brings warning. He warns us of what's before us. I need that ministry, and I think you do. Sometimes we walk into danger, we walk into situations, and the Holy Spirit says, you know... I could have prevented that. I gave you warning signals through my word, and you didn't listen. This morning, and it's the counsel of God, we could go through the pages of the Old and New Testament, we could see how we could have prevented a situation that has cost us dearly. But we didn't follow the counsel of the Father. And by not listening to the Holy Spirit's leadership, we're in trouble today. The good news is, God can restore all things and make all things new. I'm grateful for that ministry. How about you, church? Have you ever made any mistakes? Man, bunches of them. Oh, wait a minute. Have you ever made any mistakes? Yeah. yeah. Your wife went, yeah, dude, you made a bunch of mistakes, you know. And don't say, yeah, I married you. That, that is the wrong word, okay? That is another mistake. Dr. Dornell's here. We'll have to load you up if anybody said that, because that's just that's dumb, man. Don't say that. That's the best thing you ever did was marry that woman. And the, and the men said... Whew, that sounds good. Hey Amen, I'm trying to help you out there a little bit, okay? All right, 13. The Holy Spirit gives power. Now, He's more than a power, and He's a person, and He's the Godhead, as I tried to cover in the earlier part, but He gives power. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit does what? When He comes on you, when He comes on you in fullness. And the Holy Spirit comes to give power and filling and control and and... I'm just, I'm excited. So it's not that we need more power. We need more control. We, we need to allow Him to have more control of us. Amen? See, we've got the power of the resurrection in this room right now in Christ and in the Holy Spirit. But if He doesn't have control of us, there's no power. We've, we've nullified it. And God says, I want to be free in the house. And we're going to talk about the filling of the Holy Spirit in two more weeks. And we'll see the power its uh, fullness and His potential and His control in our lives. But I've got, I'm trying to build a biblical case as we walk through these weeks so his power is to be manifested in our lives individually and as a church what do we call this service power worship my prayers is a power encounter of him because see, i don't need the world's power and you don't either i need the power of god to fill my life i need the power of god to walk on tuesday afternoon i need the power of god on friday how about you I need the power of God when I preach. Amen. I need the power of God in whatever I do, and so do you. And if you're not walking that power, you're just, man, that's just dumb. It'd be like you're a car, and you're a you're a Ferrari, and your car looks good, and it sits out here, and there's a Ferrari out there, and I wish you'd sell it and tithe, but there's a Ferrari out there. But if it don't have fuel in it, that Ferrari will be sitting there until Jesus comes. But when you put fuel in it, that Ferrari can move. And this morning... The Holy Spirit wants to come and control you and fill you with power. If not, you're just going to be looking good. And some of you ain't going to be looking good. You're just going to be looking. But we need power. I can't believe I pick on y'all so much. But I love you so much. Okay. Do you love each other? Well, that's debatable, you know. It depends who's in the house, you know. I hope we do. Okay. 14. Are y'all ready to go for another hour? Somebody said, put a sock in that guy in the front. So he's talking kind of loud. Chris, help him out. That was a rhetorical question. Okay, okay. Fourteen. He's, he's a sanctifier. He sanctifies. But we ought to always thank God for your brothers. You brothers loved by the Lord because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. The Holy Spirit, He comes and He sanctifies. Let me tell you what sanctification means. It means to be set apart for the purposes of God. And the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us and He just sets us aside and He sanctifies us for God's purposes. Rick Warren has made multi-millions of dollars as he has touched the world with the purpose-driven life, but that's the ultimate purpose. The Holy Spirit comes to set aside us for His purposes and not our own. Amen? So God, just sanctify the church. Sanctify every believer. A lot of times we use these words, we're like, man, I don't know what it means, but it's biblical. God says, I set you apart. You're special. I've marked you. You're mine. I've redeemed you by my Son, Jesus, by the blood, but I put my Spirit in you. See, Christ doesn't call us to live the Christian life. He's given us the Christian life through the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. His life comes and makes a deposit in us, and we want the Christ life. How many of want the Christ life this morning? That's the life that's awesome. And somebody's like, well, no, I'm trying to get my flesh sanctified. You, you're in trouble. Well, that's another story, okay? Maybe I'll get Dr. Darnell to do on that one day. I don't know. Mike, come help me. 15. The Holy Spirit does what? He bears witness. He just bears witnesses and he says, Hey, you're a child of God. And he lets others know, and he and he's a, he exalts Christ. And and Hebrews says the Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. And John 15, 26 says, When the counselor comes, I will send you from the Father the Spirit of truth who go out from the Father, and He will testify about me. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He testifies about the Father. He testifies about Jesus. And they compliment, and they bless, and they honor, and they exalt the Godhead. So Holy Spirit, we want to bear witness today. We want you to bear your witness. and, And I'll tell you the other thing how He bears witness. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's just the fruit of the Spirit flowing in our life and there's power. I've got to move quickly to get to the 20 things and I'm not going to make it to the next section, so come back. 17. He gives gifts. Oh, does He give gifts. He gives great gifts. He gives spiritual gifts. And what I want to say to you is this. Uh, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 4, chapter 12, verses 4 through 11, and it says these words. But, but I want you to see the very end of this. Can you, can you look there with me? It says that He gives as He determines the Holy Spirit gives gifts as he sees fit as he determines we have a spiritual gift mix and we've all been given gifts to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit loves to give gifts to his kids and in the the, spiritual gifts that's not the message today they're tools to equip us for the purposes of God and God says I just want to equip let me give you I'm going to move to number 18 the Holy Spirit brings unity and how I long for unity in the body of Christ and we're tasting it in these days. Ephesians 4.3 Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Holy Spirit, we love You. And we ask You to shower down and rain on this place the unity of Your presence. Amen? Holy Spirit, just rain. Just reign in this room, reign in relationships, reign on our faith family. We want unity. We beg you, Holy Spirit, that you would produce unity in our hearts and in this room for the honor of the Father's name. Amen. Do you pray like that? Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Yeah, you can. It's called scriptural praying. It's asking the Holy Spirit to lead you because I'm telling you, I don't want to walk in a house that's not unified. How about you? And unity comes through the Holy Spirit. He produces it. 19. The Holy Spirit comes to indwell. Now look at this verse. The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He lives with you and He will be in you. There it is. The Holy Spirit, the great guaranteer, the great deposit of God, part of the Godhead, He just comes and dwells and fills and, and powers. God, thank You for sending the Holy Spirit, the indweller. And let me give you 20. I love this ministry. The Holy Spirit comes to remind He just reminds us of the things Jesus said. He reminds us of what the book says. And when we get in situations and ordeals and challenges and need wisdom and guidance and direction, He reminds us because He's God. The Holy Spirit just says, I will remind you of everything that I've said to you. I'm grateful for that. Now, you're going to have to come back and finish up the next part next week because I couldn't get there. Here's my goal in these days. is to teach you the best that I understand through the illumination, not the elimination, of the Holy Spirit, and that we walk in truth, and in four weeks you have a better, full understanding of who the the Holy Spirit is, and you embrace Him that He might embrace you fully, and you walk in fullness of joy. Amen? How many want to do that? Come. Bring your friends. It's going to be a great time as we walk through this together. Well, this morning I want us to bow our heads, and we've come to the end of a Sunday morning. I, I feel like I just got here. And my friend Barry said, preach for another hour, and somebody else made a face at me. I won't tell you who they were. And uh and I won't, because I want to be a good steward of your time. So Chris will come and we're gonna play here for a minute, just have a time of prayer. And uh I hope you have an awesome week. I hope you stay dry. Oh I gotta I got tell you a funny story as I pray. This week I I've been praying and you saw that video I did rain on me. So I think it was Monday or Tuesday night we had the great hailstorm storm after Sunday. You remember that? We have a skylight in our kitchen, and the hail was flying from heaven, and it was hitting that thing. It was pinging, and everybody always been saying, "Man, you got what are you preaching about next? None of your business." But but right now, man, I, I tell you, God has just been raining, and He has been raining. I want you to think every next time you see the rain, just ask Him, Holy Spirit, would you rain on me as you water the land and the crops, and as maybe even flood areas? But would you just flood my soul? He wants to do that. I hope you'll trust it for Let's pray. Let's bow our hands.